0: Hi, welcome back to the Only Cure for Borderline Personality Disorder podcast. I'm Shamala Del Rosario, I'm 53, I'm a wife, a mother, grandmother and I've lived with distorted perceptions for my entire life. I had been convinced that there was something fundamentally wrong with me and that I was unfixable. But about a year ago I stumbled across Brian Barnett And from that moment, my misperceptions began to unravel. So as I continue to do the inner work to root out the underlying subconscious core belief that my feelings are inherently irrelevant and shameful, devoid of worth, and therefore so am I, I'll be using this podcast platform to share my insights and thoughts. I strongly suggest that you subscribe to thelastsymptom.com which is a free resource that I have had and continue to have the privilege of learning from. And just to be clear, these are my personal experiences and insights. I'm not qualified in any field of emotional or mental health, and anybody that chooses to listen is responsible for their own thoughts, feelings and actions. I hope you're all well. It's been a while since I've recorded a podcast, and thank you so, so much for all of your messages. The thing is, I, I upgraded my phone and I couldn't work it out. Honestly, I love new things, but I also I get confused with new things. So so my apologies. But I've also I've been incredibly, I've incredibly busy, really, for the past six weeks. I've actually been babysitting. Yes, babysitting and unsupervised babysitting. Not so long ago, this this would never have happened So it really does go to show how the hard inner work does pay off. This is massive for me, but I'm still mindful that I need to continue working on me. I had wanted my daughters to trust me with their babies, and now they do. For context, I've got three daughters. The eldest and the youngest have got babies, but the middle daughter doesn't. She's got a dog, Charlie. Charlie's nine and lives with me, so he's my, he's my canine grandson. Anyway, my granddaughter, she's two and a half. And on my first unsupervised watch, she got a black eye. We were playing hide and seek and she fell over. And on the second time, her hobby horse's leg broke. And she was ever so upset because horse is her friend. And anyway, we got some band-aids and she put three on his leg. And we then put Horsey on the sofa with a blanket to keep him warm. And so he was all nice and cosy. And she was she was quite happy with that. And then, oh my goodness, on my late night, well, one of my late night watches for my 14-month-old grandson, I actually broke my toe. And that was when I tripped over the stair gate. Well, it's not even a stair gate. It's a, it is a stair gate, but it's just for the kitchen because she's only got a small flat. And, um, it was in the kitchen, so anyway, I tripped over this stairgate after I'd been raiding the sweetie jar in in her kitchen, and oh my God, it was really painful, and I can tell you that silent screaming it it doesn't help with the pain, but honestly, I was terrified I'd wake him up, but anyway, I consoled myself with this stash of um love hearts and refreshers that I'd pinched because i've got a I'm terrible for a for sweeties, I've got a really, really sweet tooth. Anyway, so I've been babysitting at least once a week for each of them and I absolutely love it. I really enjoy watching their little personalities develop. Experiencing these moments, it's an absolute privilege and I always make sure that I'm present. You know, being in the moment when we're together and I'm super, super mindful of their feelings. I've been changing dirty nappies And it's made me think about poop. Well, to be honest, it wasn't just their dirty nappies that got me thinking about poop. I've actually had a sewer issue at home. Not a blockage or anything like that, thankfully. Well, I've got two manholes in my front garden, you know, inspection chambers. One serves just my house and the other serves other properties and connects to the local sewer network nasty looking great big cast-iron things and they've been there since the house was built back in the 70s so you know all that concrete surrounding them it was badly cracked and so my husband said he was going to open them and see how bad the damage was you know I must have turned as white as a sheet judging by his expression no way no way no way are you opening that up it's full of poop well, I didn't say poop, but, you, you know, you can get the picture. Waste, everything disgusting is down there. Don't open it. To be honest, I did get myself into a bit of a, a tizz kind of thing about it. And I was almost pleading with him not to open it. But he said he was opening it, and he was opening it now. And so maybe I should just go inside. And honestly, he didn't have to say it twice. I was off. Not inside. I went to my daughter's house for safety. And when I returned a few hours later, I did not want to go anywhere near the front of the house. My husband asked me to come outside and see that there was nothing to be afraid of. And after some coaxing, I did. And the first thing that I saw was that one of the manhole covers was actually off. But the strange thing was that there was no, you know, no sewer smell, a smell that I was expecting. And I kind of, I inched closer and I saw that he'd put, you know, wooden cardboard down. It was about a metre down. And he'd already cleaned all of the all of that exposed brickwork. And that it was in pretty bad shape to be honest. And the concrete around it and it, it all needed really pointing. I mean he's he's done it now, but that lid was off for a few days, you know, while he was um completing the job. I did turn my nose up about the job, you know, what he was doing, which did actually irritate my husband. I mean, his, his previous job in the Dominican Republic was in sanitation, so I suppose his work with a lot of poop. And he said, well, it's only poo. What's wrong with you? Everybody poops, whether the cover's on or off. There's still poo down there, whether you like it or not. And then he said, I was behaving as if I didn't poo. And you know something, that really stung me. And I wanted to say, well, I don't poo. But instead, I said but that manhole contains your poo because I don't use that toilet. And he replied as quick as a flash, honestly, I can't even believe how quick he replied. And he said, well, I'll be taking that cover off too, so we'll see how many roses and butterflies are trapped down there. Mm. But I realised then that I've actually been ashamed of pooping. You know, pooping itself. And then I thought about my grandchildren's pooping nappies, and I knew that their poo, that didn't offend me. And I certainly wasn't thinking that they were shameful. I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't want to juggle with it or anything like that, but I wasn't repulsed by it. In fact, when I changed them, I actually see their poop as a good thing because, well, it's the right colour, the right texture. They're able to poop regularly and easily. And then I was remembering when I was a child, I'd got an, I had awful, awful constipation. I'd often go for maybe two weeks without pooping. It was so painful. And I think I actually became afraid of pooing. And my underwear, as a young child, it'd be soiled by, you know, poop leakage. And then I'd, I'd be told off for being dirty. I didn't know then that I, that I thought that pooping was bad. But I must have believed that. And if I myself was producing this poop, then I must be bad. I mean, poop was never talked about in terms of a human function. It's actually, it's a big deal for me now to be talking about it. But it occurred to me that others may also be judging themselves for pooping, like I was. When really it's the most natural and healthy thing that our bodies do with our our bodily waste. The only time that poop has ever been mentioned to me has been by, you know, a doctor or a nurse. And they're not ashamed when they ask. But I've always blushed. But really, they'd probably be more shocked to find a person that that doesn't create waste. I mean, that would be a medical problem, surely. I've never had to give a stool sample, but I'm guessing that the analysis reveals a lot about that person's health. I suppose, thinking about it, poo tells us a lot about ourselves. So why are we so ashamed of it? And why do we pretend that we don't do it? I mean, have you ever been caught short and had no choice but to have a poop at work or, or in a public toilet? Have you been ashamed of maybe the smell in case a colleague walks into the toilets? Or did that quiet thought turn into something just a little bit louder than, than you thought. But everybody poops. And although some of us aren't comfortable talking about it, it's completely normal and essential. It's a bodily function. It's the last stop our food actually makes as it goes through that, our digestive tract. So poop is what's left of our food and drink after our body absorbs the nutrients. And what's normal, depends on each individual person. There isn't a set amount of times you should poop. It's different for everyone. Some people may poo every day, while others may poo every two or three days. But the important thing is staying regular. If your pooping habits seem to suddenly become more or less frequent, that can be cause for concern. I mean, well, I'm no, no expert on poop, but my thoughts are on it are, are definitely changing. And I hope I've given you something to think about as well. Well, that's it for me. And I do hope that you all have a lovely week ahead. We're heading into the autumn season here in the UK, and the weather's been really nice. So I'm hoping it's going to continue for a couple of weeks. And I plan to continue with my garden project. Honestly, I'll tell you all about that in another podcast. I've started to call it my garden of possibilities. It's amazing. Anyway, thanks for listening. And, and as ever, please do continue to like, comment, share and subscribe. And hopefully we'll speak soon. Take care. Bye bye.